As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skied. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of your next favorite movie. I am your host, Josh G. And this is a very special episode because this is the day that Halloween Kills releases. So if you go back to, I think it was March I released that episode when I first talked about the original Halloween, please welcome the owner of Fright Rags, Ben Scrivens, back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So obviously we talked about how when I discovered you, you were a horror t-shirt company and now you become like a horror merchandise company because you have a little bit of everything going on. Yeah, we've been dabbling in a lot of different things. I mean, we, we've been doing that for a while, but even the last just handful of years, we've kind of expanded into different categories where we thought, you know, where we could do things that we wanted to do. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we do all starts from just like sitting around going, oh, my God, I wish I had, you know, a Halloween lunchbox or whatever, you know, um, or something like that. So it's, it's, it's all pretty organic. But, yeah, we're definitely we've got our hands in a lot of different things now. All right. So. At the time, Halloween Kills release, what do you have, guys, coming on the horizon? So coming up the last half of the month, we've got People Under the Stairs next week, which to my knowledge is the first ever officially licensed collection for this movie. Oh, wow. Um, I believe that is true. Um, because when we asked Universal about getting it, um, it was this and the Burbs, actually, and they were like, um, yeah, I guess <laughs> like they were because they'd never licensed it out for merchandise so <laughs> oh wow cool. um and i love people under the stairs i that, that's just a great movie i remember seeing it in the theater and it's the anniversary i believe it's the yeah it's 1990s it's the 30th anniversary i believe this year or my thinking 91 but now i think it's this year so that's we've got that coming up on october 19th we've got more trick or treat stuff coming on the 22nd that's going to be a great release we've got all new items for that um and then we're celebrating uh, the anniversary is the what is it the 80th and the 90th so the 80th anniversary of Wolfman and the 90th anniversary of Dracula we've got two brand new designs coming out for those in addition to a bunch of socks for the Universal Monsters coming the 27th so it's gonna be a pretty stacked last half of the month we've got some really killer stuff coming out all right sounds awesome I am rocking one of my fright rides. I could tell when you first got on I was like <laughs> I know what he's wearing <laughs> Yeah, and I I have the Sam version as well that, of this awesome. shirt. So thank you. I'm a big trick or treat fan as well. So me too. Me too. All right, so let's just jump into it. We're gonna be ranking the Halloween films, starting with the bottom, working our way to the top. So Ben, I'm gonna let you kick it off. I have a feeling we're both gonna be on the same page on this last one, but let's see. Maybe, maybe you'll surprise me. Yeah. So and just so I understand, we are doing every single Halloween movie, regardless of of timeline or whatever right okay Just put good. in any order you want that was my assumption but the the bottom of the barrel let's be honest let's just rip the bandit off it's halloween resurrection i mean agreed let's talk about that. it six friends were chosen to stay the night we're in in the house of the world's most notorious serial killer every time i let you two talk me into something i love to regret it but on July 12th, the broadcast is live. But the house... Scared? No. ...is his. Halloween Resurrection. Hello, Michael. I knew you'd come sooner or later. Rated R. In theaters everywhere Friday, July 12th. 
that movie okay i was excited for this movie in 2002 i saw the previews it was coming out in july which is weird but i was like whatever and i remember seeing him come through the door through the video camera and i thought that was really cool like you know back back then it was very um I mean, it was post Blair Witch, but it was almost, it felt a little found footage or felt a little new in terms of technology and seeing it that way. Right. And to see Michael that way was kind of cool. And then with Rick Rosenthal coming back, that's pretty cool. And it, I liked the idea of it. And I remember seeing photos of it online of the house that they built as a set. And I thought that was cool. But that movie's a hot mess. Like, the first, if I cut that movie, it has to be the first, like, whatever, five or six minutes leading up to the credits, the opening credits, and maybe the last five minutes. It, but honestly, it's it's pretty much garbage. What, what do you think? I, I agree. In fact, I was telling someone recently, it's like, I used to like, it's actually more like 15 minutes that she's there. Just that. You're right. It is about it, the first. It, it is yeah, about the yeah. first 15 minutes, but I've mm-hmm. gotten to the point where I don't even like that. Like, I can't stand. Yeah, yeah where they go to the roof and he hangs upside down. He starts mocking the, the ambulance guy from H2O. I'm like, Michael, I mean, I realize he can all, he can be a jokester in a way, the way he pranks people sort of, but not like that. No, it felt, it, it felt off. I mean, there's a, and it, he looks like a Jim Henson creation when he's uh, chasing her down the hallway. Like, the, the hair he looks like yeah, yeah. A or something you know and and no you know no disrespect by the way to like brad Lurie who played him i i mean you know and, and honestly you know no disrespect to the people in the film but really it's just not good and you're right i just watched the opening sequence because it was just on amc uh fear fest while recording this and uh <laughs> and i thought you know it's just i don't know it was just it's not good i mean i i I, feel, I almost feel bad for Jamie Lee Curtis having to come back to that because really H2O is a good send off for her and even Michael as that timeline to carry it on just felt wrong. And the way they did it felt horrible. Yeah. And the, and the kiss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's something about it because, you know, Jamie sells anything she does. Right. Like yeah. she can sell it as, as an actress, as, as, a, as how good at her craft she is. She can sell it. So it doesn't feel as bad as it could have if anybody else had done it, but it's still a little rough. Right. You know, just the idea of it. Yep. I agree. All right. So we, I, I figured we would agree there. All right. Now we're going to see. So where, where you got next? Uh, my next goes to Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Ooh. Okay. Uh, okay. I got that a little bit higher. So we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that one in a little bit. Of course, we might Fine. be doing that for a little bit here because I got Curse of Michael Myers next. Okay, all right. I want to hear your take on this because I have that higher, so we can always wait. But if I think maybe you should talk about it because I'm I'm curious. I, honestly, I think we'll table it for higher because I don't have a lot to say. I just oh, have okay. never even been able to get into it. Okay. And I've watched both theatrical and producer's cut. All right. So. All right, so you want me to talk about Halloween 2 then? Yeah, go ahead. I'm Michael Myers' sister. On August 28th, evil is here. It's walking amongst us. It's all 911. There's blood everywhere. You can run. He's gonna kill me. You can hide. What do you want from me? Or. Lori? You can fight. Give me the gun. Like hell. Rob Zombie completes his extreme vision of terror. Halloween 2. Rated R. 
Okay, got it. Okay. So here's the thing. I actually do like that film, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I didn't like it as much when I saw it the first time in theater. Um, there was a lot of questions that I think we all had. There was a lot going on, and I really did not care for it. However, when I, of course, I bought the Blu-ray when it came out, and I watched the director's cut with Rob Zombie's commentary, and I had a brand new appreciation for that film, and I actually, I actually do enjoy it. It's not a movie that I hate. The reason why it's so far down the list is because there's, there's other reasons I'll get into later for the other films that that kind of played a factor into it but for this one I, it's not one that is rewatchable for me there's scenes in it that i really love i mean when when annie gets killed and they show the um yeah. home home video footage of her as a, as a as a young girl and john five's uh score for that it brings tears in my eyes legitimately like not even kidding i think rob does capture something really cool Again, part of the issue that I tend to have sometimes with the films, not usually most of them except for the Halloween ones, are that like everyone's so trashy, you know what I mean? And it's just like everyone, even I love Malcolm McDowell, but the way he plays Loomis is such a jerk. And it's like you can't even want to like him sometimes. So it's, I agree. It's that's why I put it low on the list, mainly because it's not one that I, I'm, I'm reaching for a lot. Yeah, I, I coming out of the theater, I was like, oh, what has Rob Zombie done? I was not a fan. I enjoy it more now for what it is. Just to, like you say, like reading up what Rob Zombie says, why he did it helps your reasoning for it. I also think Rob Zombie doesn't help his case because you get the white horse. And that's, I know a lot of people go to the white horse and he puts the white horse definition, like what it means in the beginning. And then he comes out and says, people are looking too much into the white horse. I'm like, Oh no, no, no. Hold on now, Rob. (laughs) You, you make it that way. I mean, we don't randomly do that. Come on now. But overall I have come to appreciate it a lot more than I used to. So, all right, let's let's go. Then this. Okay. I'll let you say your next one. This one's going to be controversial for me. So again, similar reasoning here. My next one's Rob Zombie's Halloween. You can't go in there. That's the devil's house. Oh no, Tommy. Boogeyman's gonna get me. This summer. Is the Boogeyman real? The legend you thought you knew. I'm gonna cut that mask right off your face. Has been reborn. More terrifying than you could ever imagine. Death has come to your little town. (laughs) Halloween. Rated R. And again, I, I actually like what he did. And I'm going to say this. I appreciate Rob as an artist and him creating something of his vision and basically saying, I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to do what I want to do. I think that's awesome. So I've never bashed him or his movies because I appreciate the fact that he is, he is following the beat of his own drummer and he just doesn't care. And I love that. Again, it goes back to, and I've seen, you know, the, his, his Halloween many times. I, and, and again, I do enjoy it. Like I really do like it. Part of the issue with, I have with it when I think of all the other films is because his are so mean spirited in a way. And it is very hard for me to like, want to just toss it on and watch it. Cause I feel like I'm watching 
I don't, I don't want to say torture porn because that's not what I mean. This isn't saw, this isn't hostile, but right. I mean, it's, I feel like I'm just, I, I need to be in like a mood for it because it is so grimy and dirty and nothing wrong with that. It's just, again, when I hit, put it up against, and then we'll talk about it later, these other films, it falls lower only because, and again, I'm using, when I rank them, I kind of rank them not in terms of maybe the best movies as much as they are my favorite right so and that that has more again we'll talk about it later more factors into it so you know when i was when i saw rob zombie's halloween it was awesome because it was the first halloween since resurrection which we needed that palate cleanser with five years later but at the same time like i don't know i don't know like i could see if someone was younger that saw it was affected by it like i was 30 at the time so it was like it was cool to see. And I knew a couple of friends that were sort of involved in the film and helping to make certain things. So it was kind of neat to see that. And again, I, I really do like the movie. It's just like, honestly, out of all the ones on this list, Resurrection is the one I can honestly say, I just don't like it. Everything else I like. So it's just putting them in place of how I feel about them when I look at them. Okay. I'm on a little higher. So That's I'll, I'll, ta- I'll table that for a second. Now this one, and we're going to table this talk till probably what I'm guessing is much higher on your list because this is probably one of my bigger movie hot takes in general. And you talked about Rick Rosenthal. I'm not a fan of either of his movies and I'm putting Halloween two this low on the list. Ooh, that's a hot. <laughs> that's why I say that's, that's, But we'll table that for when I know it's going to be high on your list. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, okay. The next one on my list is H2O. That, that might we're be gonna take we're gonna table that talk too <laughs> <laughs> okay we're gonna we're gonna table that talk. okay i mean can i ask you a quick question if you don't mind how old yeah. are you 36 so yes okay. i was 12 going into h2o all right so about, i was about to be 13 when i was thir- i turned 13 okay. like a month after it came out this is this and it, is play, gonna, it plays a big factor this, and, and this plays a factor in a lot of my decisions later on when when i know so that's why i wanted to ask because i'm 44 so that's a basic, you know, seven year difference. So that, that does play a factor. For- it does. And we'll talk about that one. Okay. All right. So my next one is actually Halloween five. So I don't know how high you have it. So I have it. Uh, that's a couple more up for me. Okay. All right. You know what? Let's just keep going. We're going to talk about them as high as we can. That's what we're going to do here. Okay. So should I tell? Oh, so we uh, want me to go to my next. Actually, one? I'll go to my. I'll, I'll do my next two because yes. this is where I had Halloween two and then Halloween. Rob Zombie's Halloween two and Halloween mm-hmm. was right here in front of these. So okay. I didn't have them like sky high or anything. Sure, sure. They were definitely middle of the pack for me. And like you said, I, I was about to be twenty two when Rob Zombie's Halloween came out. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up the biggest Halloween fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure Halloween's your favorite franchise. For me, it's Friday the 13th. I grew up a Jason guy. It's funny you say that. I think, again, going back to loving all of these films and having a deep-rooted love for every single one of them, I might have to say, like, Michael Myers in, 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 is my favorite, and Halloween, you know, no secret here, is my favorite movie of all time. That's just, that's just uh, you know, spoiler alert, but that's just the, the case. But I almost would say that Friday the 13th is my favorite franchise as a total because, A, I love Jason, and B, I can just put on any of those films, and I'm just like, it is like a like a, like a a nice slipper or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like putting on pajamas. Like, you're just, 
it's so comfortable. It's the same thing with Halloween, but in most cases, any Friday 13th, it just puts me right into a certain thing. And, and I love that franchise. And I think there's more movies in that franchise that make me feel that way than maybe even Halloween to a degree. But again, there's certain films in the Halloween franchise that I'm like, oh, I love them so much. Okay. Okay. So we talked about, I know I told you about Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween last time. I kind of look at that first half. It's more of a backstory for Otis Driftwood from the Firefly clan than it is Michael Myers. I like that. Yeah, there's like, I think if you're going to go backstory, you you need to give him like the most wholesome backstory in the, in the world. That way, when it does turn, you're like, holy shit. Not I agree. It's typical you know, backwood redneck, so to speak, I guess, that Rob Zombie loves to put in his movies. So that part I have a problem with, but I grew up lo- loving violent movies. So the violence is something I gravitate towards in Rob Zombie. That is part mm-hmm. of why I like it. So, yeah. All right. Let's go to your, let's see, where are we at? Number oh. six, number seven. So I are, yeah. So my next one after H2O is six, Curse of Michael Myers. He's coming. tracked his murderous past it was pure evil the other is a student of the black arts michael could be destroyed on friday september 29th a mystery will be revealed he's here and the only thing more terrifying than how it began is how it will end he has come back to kill halloween the curse of michael myers rated r okay talk about why you like it because i cannot get into this one to save my life okay so again i think there's a couple factors at play one of the things that i always felt was so great about like the internet and meeting people um like you or anybody else that grew up watching these but when we watched them people weren't talking to each other because there was no internet you know and now we like we reconvene like years later and obviously for a long time with the internet but I always felt when I first saw that movie, and again, I had just graduated high school. I was going into college. Um, it came out in the fall. I remember seeing it. I don't remember what month it came out. Was it August or September? But anyway, it came out in the fall. I remember seeing it here, and then I went away to school and and walked down to the theater like three miles away to see it by myself. And it was in the fall, and that movie, it's not a great movie. It really isn't a great movie um, in the sense of it's bogged down by plot. I mean... Michael Myers is having his, he basically had sex with his niece, right? I mean, let's, let's be honest here. I mean, his niece is having his kid. That's gross. And there's so many things about this where we're like, what is happening? This is all pretty dumb, but it feels like Halloween to me. Like it feels like there it's Halloween in the town. It feels like seasonal to me. So I don't love it, but I definitely, I can put it on and, and again, remember when I was watching it when I was younger you know you know my late teens and there's a certain amount of nostalgia that I think colors it for me which again we'll do a little bit later on the list too for another one actually the next one but absolutely yeah for me I don't have that I finally saw this in the probably mid-2000s for the first time oh wow yeah it was a long time before I ever saw Curse of Michael Myers and Paul Rudd should be lucky Clueless came out that year, too, because he probably yeah. wouldn't have the career. He wasn't, he wasn't yeah, he wasn't going to be basing a, uh, an acting career off of what he was doing in, in, in uh, Curse, yeah. Yeah, when I rewatched it, I, that first scene where he's calling at the radio show, I was like, is he trying to do, like, his own Hannibal Lecter program? I was right. eight years old when I first met Michael Myers. I was like, what are you, what are you doing here? But other than that, I, I just, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like 
we'll get into four and five because well, I had five a little bit lower. Well, not than curse. I had curse way down at my number 10. But yeah. All right. I already talked about Rob Zombie's Halloween. So now we'll go to your next one. My next one's part five, actually. Okay. Help me, help me, help. We both know he's alive. But you know where he is. Halloween five. This time they're ready. This time he's unmasked. And this time, he's back with a vengeance. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. So, part five for me, it's more nostalgia than anything, because I was 12 when it came out. I had already, part four, (coughs) excuse me, part four was the first one I saw in the theater at 11 the year before. And I was totally, I mean, again, reading Fangoria to try to find out what's coming up next. And there was the whole thing, like you can uh, save Michael Myers next victim or, or, or have him killed. He had a hotline you could call. Like there was so much wrapped up in it. And that year was weird for franchises. I mean, that was right around the time of Jason takes Manhattan and uh, nightmare five, which was weird, you know, and they started going in different directions. And obviously Halloween followed suit with the man in black. And what's this Michael Myers house, which is now this blue like mansion or something. It's like, what is happening in this film? It's so weird, but I love Daniel Harrison. I love her as Jamie. I love uh, Jeffrey uh, uh, Lindman, uh, played Billy. Um, I, I love Ellie Cornell. I love Wendy Kaplan. I, I mean, Donald Pleasant's in it. Like, because it reprises, there's so many roles reprised from part four. It does feel like the continuation. And it, again, it's nostalgia. I watched it a lot as a kid, primarily because after like, it, it was way more slashery, you know what I mean? And it was fun to just pop on while I was doing other stuff. So it's probably way more nostalgia than anything else. And I can see why like you would put it way lower. Anybody else would put it way low. Uh, it's just how I saw it, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I, for me, Daniel Harris is the reason I have it this high. I think the laundry shoot scene is one of the best mm-hmm. tension pieces oh, in the franchises. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it that, but yeah, I don't like much else, and I hate that they're they bring in the man in black and stuff. And Michael doesn't even have his mask tucked. Like I'm like, what the hell? What? You can't even. Well, t- <laughs> and they show him. They show him too much in a vulnerable state. Like, don't even get me started about the crying. But like, um, oh, yeah. in, the be- in the beginning, like he's going down that stream right to get away from the bomb blast, and you see him almost out of control. And that's a, it's a weird thing to see unless like you know, the final girl or whatever is beating him down. And then what, that's a different thing. But like to see him not have a handle on things, it just, it almost humanizes him too much to me. And it, it, there's elements of that that just feel weird to me. I don't know. It's just not, yeah. It, it, again, I think as you start to explain things more or show more, the more you show, the less scary it is and less intense it can be, you know? Yeah, I agree. All right, it's so my next one. This is where we get to the one that, Derailed the franchise for a while. Halloween three, season of the witch. Wow, it's that one, low on. When I yeah, it's number five. That's where I'm at. Number five. Yeah, I used to have it higher, but I've come around on a couple since then. So, okay. I know you have it higher. So, we'll talk about it in a minute. Okay. You want me to go to my next one? Yeah, go ahead. All right, it's 2018. It's Michael Myers. Babysitter murders. 1978. 40 years to this day. 
For 40 years, I've waited for him. He's waited for me. He will be killed tonight. Happy Halloween, Michael. Rated R. Now, I love this film. So, again, we're starting to get into uh, this realm where it's like nostalgia versus whatever. I think... I love Halloween 2018. I love the idea of how it's leading into Halloween Kills and then this whole idea of a trilogy with Halloween Ends. I love, I mean, I, I could go on and on about the fact that, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis and David Gordon Green and Danny McBride and like what they've crafted, almost like the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy, right? And then you've got John Carpenter and Nick Castle and like everything that they're doing with these movies to me is just so awesome. And it, it is really cool to see. And I loved 2018. The one thing I did not like so much about 2018, I didn't really, I was actually, I got the script early on because we had the license um, to do shirts and they gave us the script and a lot of images early on, which was very cool. And of course I read the script right away. And the final movie is slightly different. The ending's different but they actually ended it better in the movie. They reshot it in way better ending and final fight scene, all that in the script. I did not like Dr. Sartain in the movie. He worked better. I think cause they, they added a couple things. The one thing that kills me though, is the fact that this guy is, is this kind of older gentleman, not really in shape and he's got a busted arm and he takes the six foot whatever five whatever james Jude courtney yeah. he's got you know yeah. and drags him and gets him in the back of a cop car <laughs> there's no way in hell i couldn't do it and i'm not like buffering <laughs> but there's no way you need three guys to do that you know yeah I, I agree that's a big man i agree that's yeah. that's definitely I, I would almost buy the fact that he could drag him that far, but to lift his entire torso up and get him sitting up in a car as dead weight. Uh-uh. And to me, I understand why they had to do it. I get it. I understand the, the device they were using to, to, to um, get those two together. And I think what we're going to see is, it, you know, it plays out much better in Halloween kills the way everything leads in. But I, I just, that part was a little hard to swallow, but I, I'll tell you, 2018 is one of the sequels, weirdly enough, especially considering all the movies that are older than that, that I've seen so many times since it came out. It's so rewatchable for me. And I think that's a good sign, you know, as a fan that I, I want to watch it more. I agree. So I'm on my number four. Is that where you're at? Let me make yeah, sure. So I'm in 10, 8, 7, 6, yeah, it was my fourth one. Yeah. Okay, so my number four, and we're just going to table this because you're going to – don't shut the computer off on me. This is where I put the original Halloween at. <laughs> like I okay. said, it, it was hot. I didn't want it to be burned. No, 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 it's all good. I'm, I'm actually – that's – I like that. I like that you're doing that, and I can't wait to talk about it more. That's awesome, actually. All right, so go on to your number three then. So, well, actually, it's my num- – this is actually my number four. Sorry. Okay, okay. I got four left. So – Halloween 3. First, there was Halloween. Then the terror continued with Halloween 2. Now, Halloween 3. The night no one comes home. (laughs) 
world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Happy Halloween. Rated R. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Check newspapers. Um, again, I will, you know, as a kid, I did not like the movie because it didn't have Michael Myers in it. I remember I was, I think I was 20, 20 years old. And I was working over the summer before I went back to college and I was like, I had bad allergies. I used to get really bad allergies before I started taking allergy shots. So I was staying home from work because I just, I was like so clogged up. And my mom came in in the morning. She's like, oh, I bought you this. I found this at the checkout. And it was like, it was Halloween three um, VHS. And it was like, I don't know, bargain bin or something. And I hadn't seen it in a while. Like it had been a year because I was like, screw that movie. It's not, you know, whatever. And this was in the late 90s. And I popped it in. And I was like, oh, my God, this movie is really good. And I really started falling in love with, the, you know, it's the music. It's the atmosphere. It's Tom Atkins. You know, I mean, that guy's just he can do no wrong in my book. So and I, I just love them. It's almost like in a weird way, like Friday 13th, part five. It's the one I watched the least as a kid. So it's almost still seems new, even though at this point I've seen it so many times, it's definitely not new anymore at all, but I was just watching it today. I love that movie. Like I just, it's to me, it's just perfect beginning, middle and end. And it sucks that it got such bad rap. It did. But I think these days, like it doesn't matter. Everyone, well, most people really dig it. Um, So it's not even a weird thing to say you like Halloween three anymore because it's so accepted, which is great, you know? I agree. And just imagine if this had come as Halloween 2 and then we could have just got Anthology. Exactly. If you didn't have two right there, which actually that's how I first saw it. Is my mom, back when DVDs first came out, Sam's Club used to have these two packs and it had Halloween 2 and 3. Yep. And I hadn't seen them. So I watched Halloween 2 and then I watched 3 and I'm like, what is this? How does this even function as a Halloween movie? But yeah, yeah. it's one I've definitely come around on. And obviously you got to love Tom Atkins and anything. Oh, yeah. So... He sells it. All right, let's go on to your number three now that we're back on track. So my number two and three pick always kind of flip-flopped. But I think in the last couple of years, I feel pretty comfortable with this. So part two is my number three. Goblins, werewolves, vampires. They're not real. But he is Nightmare. Jamie Lee Curtis, Donald Pleasance. Halloween 2. The night he came home. This was way back at my number nine. So yeah. <laughs> Talk about your love for it. Let's let's go okay. with your love for it. Again, going back to my age and growing up, you know. I saw Halloween, the first movie when, you know, I was real little, I was four. Right. So th- that was 1981 Halloween four. When Michael comes back after part two, it comes out in 88. Right. So there's a good handful of years, pretty much almost all of the eighties that do not feature Michael Myers, except for two movies, one and two. So as a kid, I had Friday the 13th out the wazoo, but, you know, I had two Halloween movies because I wasn't counting the third one at the time. And it was one and two and one and two and one and two. So one of the reasons why I love part two is it's the same crew for the most part. Obviously, everyone's reprising their roles. So it feels very much 
like the night is continuing to me. I think they did a, an amazing job capturing that three years later, even though, yeah, it still looks and feels more modern than the original, but I think they did as best a job as they could do to, to, to continue the night. It also, the other thing I like about part two is that it has the same loneliness that part one does. It's a very isolated film. That hospital clearly has like three patients in that whole place. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's like in four staff. Like, but I love that. I love that isolated or that lonely feeling that part one has because it's a very small film. You know, the one thing that I have always and I will die on this hill that I hate about part two which I understand why they did it is that they made them uh, Lori and Michael brother and sister. That's I did not ever it, as a kid, I was always trying to piece together. How was that possible? That was not in the first movie. Now, when I saw the first movie, it was the TV cut. So they did show some of that stuff. However, I would go back and rent it. And now that stuff was gone. So that stuff was just a weird memory of mine until the TV cut was re-released years and years later. So to me, I was like, these things don't fit together. Like you're, I feel like it's a wrong thing. And of course you learn later on, John Carpenter was just like, I got to write something. I got a six pack and I'm just going to make a brother and sister. And it leads into the other films that I love, but it's still, I don't like it. That's why I like 2018 when they're like, no, we're going after part one, not after part two. Nope, I agree. I do not like the sister part of it. I actually I don't know. I don't know that they did. I don't think I don't feel they did as good a job as you do continuing the same night. I don't like that. I don't think Jamie Lee Curtis at this point, she's trying to get away from it. And you well, she's got a wig, too. She's got a terrible wig because she's cut her hair for trading places or whatever. I think it was. She's sitting there going in and out of a like almost like comatose state in the hospital. Like she'll just randomly wake up and then boom, be right back out. I'm like, I don't like it. Uh, like you say, I, I agree the hospital gives you that lonely feeling, but I've been in so many hospitals. Every time I see a hospital in a horror movie, I'm like, bullshit, I've been in those. They're not like that. Right, right. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I actually had this a little one spot lower a long time ago, and I, I raised it up at least a little bit because there are some cool things about it, but I, just, I can't do it. It's not one I like to go back, I, and I – it's weird considering where I'm going with my ranking that I can't stand the sister angle, but <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right. So, well, my number three is I'm guessing going to be your number two and that's Halloween four. So we're pretty close. Yes. 10 years ago, Halloween evil had a shape. Terror had a night. And now he's back. Six bodies. Sherry. That's what I see. Michael Myers is here in this town. Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers. He's come home to kill. Halloween 4, rated R. Starts Friday, October 21st at theaters everywhere. Yes. So this is one I didn't always like, but I've really come around on. Obviously, I had it just slightly above the original Halloween. And like I said about Halloween 5, I, I love Danielle Harris in this role. I would love to see that. I know not doing the timeline, I get why they can't bring her back. But, man, I'd love to see her get to reprise this role in some form. But, obviously, you can't do that with what they're doing. So, I get it. Well, think about it. The the next film, Halloween Ends, will complete this timeline. What's to say in five years they don't decide to go a direct sequel for part four? No, that's true. I mean, it it certainly could be possible. I mean, anything's possible at this point, you know? 
That's true. All right. So I know you have more with Halloween four than me because I didn't see it till late. Yeah, like Halloween four is this it came at a time again, 1988. I was 11 years old. It was in like this heyday for me of my horror movie as a kid, like renting them all the time, um, just watching them and reading Fangoria. And I had a couple friends that were into it because of me, usually because I was like, let's go watch this, you know. And again, the anticipation of grabbing the Fangoria every month and looking in the back, if it wasn't on the cover already, I'd look at the back and see what's coming up next and just to find out if there's anything related to Halloween. And as soon as I found out they're making a part four, you know, I never forget my, my sister who was five years older than me. She was babysitting uh, family friends of ours and I was with her. And this was probably in like September of that year. And I remember being like on like, up in like the living room and downstairs they had this like kind of family room area and I heard the TV and all I heard was 10 years ago he changed the face of Halloween and I like sprinted <laughs> and that was the first time I saw the trailer and I got I'm getting goosebumps now thinking of it and then my my brother who's 10 years older than me he and his uh well girlfriend at the time of the uh, wife uh took me on October 30th 1988 which was cool because the opening sequence with daniel harris says october 30th 1988 and i was like that's right now you know like it to see michael back to and, and and the other thing is and i'm getting into nostalgia here that movie is a stellar film and i think it captures it does a great job capturing the feel of the first but in the modern era of the time 10 years later the different kind of style of filmmaking even the story it that is my absolute favorite sequel of this franchise. I think, and again, there's nostalgia, but I think it's just a really well-written, well-shot, everything. And, and that, I think Alan McElroy, who wrote it, they were under the gun because of the writer's strike. And I think there were some issues. Right. That you turn that around either pretty quickly or it, it affected some things. But, um, and Daniel Harris is great. Like the music, um, hearing the Halloween theme as a piano again, it's just even the poster seeing that poster is like it's burned into my brain seeing that the big Michael Myers face and then the house wanting to see it on the big screen wanting to be him kind of you know for Halloween and things like it was almost like watching a superhero you know and it, it, in some weird way and then the way they ended it I thought was brilliant I was walking out of the theater like oh my god this is crazy so I just think it's an awesome movie now that gives me two questions to ask you. One, when you you talked about the poster, when you saw the mask in the movie, were you disappointed? It's not the poster. <laughs> I mean, okay. be honest. I will say, I will say to a degree, I was, but I wasn't only because of two things. I actually thought it did look pretty cool, um, for the most part, except for the one scene in the schoolhouse where they used because they did shoot it with a Captain Kirk mask. They didn't. Um, they shot a bunch of scenes with the Captain Kirk with with non. Uh, brown hair they didn't spray paint the hair but then they realized it didn't work and then they had to reshoot a few of those scenes except for the one in the schoolhouse that's why it's still in there the one thing i will say about that mask is at least it's consistent through the film versus something like h2o or these other where they keep changing it hey, listen it, it, it compared to the original and in the poster it's not a good mask but what i thought is it almost looked like like it did in the film where he grabs it off the rack and at the time, Don Post was selling The Mask, which was their version of Michael Myers, which looked a lot like part four. So the idea of him going into uh, a convenience store or something and grabbing it off the rack. And then I went into my local 
seasonal pop-up and I'd see the masks and I'd see that white mask up on the top there and I'd be like, it's just like the movie because that looks very similar. So no, it's not a great mask, but I love it for the other reason. All right, so you say you walked out like that was awesome. Were you upset any at the ending? Like, did it? No, it's hard to remember. I, I don't think I was upset. I remember just being very surprised because, again, I was 11. So I'm thinking that's Michael behind the mask. He's killing. And then when, you know, Loomis is like, no. And then you see Jamie and then it cut. I'm like, oh, that is rad. And then I knew, you know, soon after, whatever it was, several months after you find out they're making a part five, I was like, my mind is spinning as to what can happen. And then the way they kind of do it, you're sort of like, Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> they kind yeah. of back. Well, I, okay. Let me go back a little bit further than that. When they shoot him, were you upset at that? Like you felt like he was done. Oh, I have, yeah. I have a friend who said that he literally turned to his dad crying in the theater because he was a huge Halloween fan. Oh, <sighs> You know, and that's what he said. So I just want to know, because obviously I didn't see this in theater. So I didn't. I, I mean, I guess I was, I don't know if I was sad. I think it, I was very, remember, I guess in my mind, I always thought he would come back or something, but I, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I just don't remember being necessarily sad, except for just being like, wow, like this movie was really good. Uh, okay. So my number two was 2018. We talked about it. I like it a lot. I enjoyed it. I went, you know, day one to it. It is one that I've revisited quite a few times, which is something I took into account when making this list. Because if I can just put it on and sit back and enjoy it, I, I agree the doctor stuff is, is, is a fallacy that can't be, you know, you got to just look around it, I guess. And at least he pays for what he does. So at least there's that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, at the very least, you know, they, they stop that that like he serves its purpose but then he's done you know what i mean he's, he's done like, yeah all right so i'll go with my number one so that we know what we can talk about for your number one at the end you heard it was way back when h2o you had it down low oh, oh. i'm so sorry i i didn't mean to make you jump but hey it's halloween i guess everyone's entitled to one good scare <laughs> Just when you thought he was gone. Hey, you don't think Michael Myers never found his body. 20 years later. Michael Myers is dead. Michael Myers is back. <laughs> Halloween H2O. I was, like I said, 12 going on 13. I don't think I had ever watched a full Halloween movie going into this. Like I had seen Michael Myers. I knew who Michael Myers was. I was a Freddie and Jason fan, but Halloween at that time to me was just kind of boring and slow. So this was the first one I went into and that's why I absolutely love it. I know it's the scream era. I think it has forget resurrection. It has the most satisfying ending it, it walking out of that theater like the whole theater erupted when she decapitates him mm -hmm. i mean it, it, and like and like uh like i was talking about my friend who was upset he saw michael die i wasn't a big michael fan so i wasn't upset going how can they bring him back i was like oh this dude's done you can't come back from a decapitation right so i just i absolutely walked out of there loving it yes i agree there's a you want to hear me gush more about this check out my friends on the film effect podcast we talked about 
Halloween H2O for about three and a half hours because I wanted to come join them and do that. And yeah, you can go check that out to hear even more. But yeah, I love it. I love I, um, I, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, yes, you talked about the mask. They use like four different masks, including this horrible digital one that they <laughs> didn't even need to put Very the camera funny. on. They didn't even need, they could have just cut that shot out. You didn't need it. It wasn't a necessary shot in the movie. But, you know, and I, I love will, the 85-minute runtime. I know a lot of people hate that it's too short, but no. I actually like it because it gets me in and out. And I, I, that's a big selling point for me now. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I Here's the thing. I, I do love that movie. And what I love about it is this was literally one of, I'm trying to think in my head, like I think this is pretty much the first film of these franchises to take such a different, sort of direction and wipe this lake clean from before nightmare a uh, new nightmare is probably different but it, you know and i think that was a little bit earlier i think it was 94 right right yep. um so I, I would give that total credit even though it's a different type of thing i love that they were just like you know what we're, we can't keep doing this let's just do a direct sequel to part two jamie lee curtis is back which was huge i loved all especially because it was early 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 internet days i loved all the pomp and circumstance around um like the again the behind the scenes stuff that they showed on network tv and like entertainment tonight is covering it and jamie Lee curtis is back and it's passing the torch from janet lee to her and there's so much to love about this film and i do love it and i i appreciate it and i loved kevin williamson i love scream i love dawson's creek i love the stuff that he did i think for me though and i saw it i think twice or three times in the theater it didn't and again but i was 22 right so i didn't have the nostalgia factor built in so for me when i rewatch that now it doesn't age well for me because you got you know you got the creed you, I, I even think screen wow. is better than than this because it, it's got that kevin williamson thing which i love and again screen age is great i think this one for me feels very of its time and the other thing I never really connected with it is because it's not in Haddonfield. But I will tell you, when she shows up and she kicks that thing, grabs the axe and just yells, Michael, I'm getting goosebumps now. That's amazing. <laughs> when she does the thing where it's like, go down the street to the Becker's house, referencing Scream. When she uh, lops his head off at the end, you know, do as I say, all the words that she, you know, all these things. It's so cool to see her back in action. Um, I also... It was hard to see her be so cold, which is funny because she's sort of like that in 2018, but like she's definitely very like strict and cold in this one. It's weird to see, but uh, I do love it and I can see why, but I can see why you have that as your, your number one. Like, yeah, it's, I, a, after, it's a recent decision. I'm not gonna lie. It's a recent thing that after these last couple rewatches, getting ready for that other show. And I will say the Haddonfield thing, and I, I brought that up to them to see how they felt. And they didn't mind it because I knew a lot of people had a problem with it leaving Haddonfield. But I know someone who's been through an extreme tragedy, to say like what she'd been to, and they literally moved as far as they could without leaving the States. Like I live in the Southeast and they moved to the Pacific Northwest to get as, I mean, as far as way as you possibly could without actually leaving the country. Right. So I just kind of, she's dealing with her problems, obviously. I mean, hell, you know, the alcoholism going on in that movie. So like you said, she's cold to pretty much everyone. She, yeah. She's not, she's dealing with it and she's not dealing with it well. So. Yeah. And, and I get that. And that's, and I, I, I do also appreciate that take on how she's handling her trauma. Right. So, I, and, 
And I mean, you know, I know she at the time was dealing with addiction and things like that in her real life. So, I mean, I'm sure a lot of that played into it or potentially at least, but I, I do appreciate that take on it. It's just, again, when I'm thinking about all these films and what I would want to put on and watch and what I feel really like comfortable, just kind of throwing on like a, like my pajamas or something like H2O just isn't one that I reach for more often than some of these others, you know? Completely understand. And now your favorite, most people's favorite, I'm the oddball here. And I understand that the original Halloween. Halloween. I think he'll come back. Halloween, the night he came home. Rated R. There's nothing I can say to sell this movie. I'm not going to lie. I mean, for me, it's a, it's, it's a little slow. Like, if I had grown up with it, it'd be different. But growing up with the Jasons and not getting to Halloween till later, it just moves a little bit slow. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It's good. The atmosphere is good. The tension still work. But I just, I didn't grow, I grew up with a faster killer. And I needed a faster killer. When did you so, see Halloween for the first time? Man, it was probably, it was after, like, I if... If I saw it before I saw H2O, I don't remember it. I really don't. So it would have been late 90s. Early yeah, 90s. I mean, that's the thing. You come to these movies in different times and places, and it's hard to capture certain things. Like, my son is 12 now. So he's the age you were when you saw H2O, you know? And he's been into horror for a long time. But, I, you know, I, I started him out slow, and it's only been the last few years um, that I've let him watch a lot more and he's seen a lot more for either teens than Elm Street screams like he it, everything and we watched the original Halloween because you know this was three years ago now so he was like what nine and he he loved it and it's funny I think part of it I do think part of it he loves it because he knows it's my favorite movie and you know I talk about the people in it and the people that I know in it and, and all these other sort of things where I've been there you know like there's a lot of other context at this point now but um he says he loves it, but he genuinely does. I mean, we've watched it a few times together. I don't know if he'll grow up with the same nostalgia feeling. He'll, it'll be different, right? It'll be a different thing. He loves the new it. And I think that's the perfect thing for him at this age. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, I can understand if you came to it in the late nineties after watching all these other films and you're kind of going back and it, it, the same thing, not to keep bringing up my son, but he did the same thing with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He put it on and I watched it with him and he's like, this is kind of boring. And I was like, okay, I get where you're coming from. Right. Even though in my head, I'm like, boring. <laughs> this is a masterpiece. But I get it because really not a ton of happens in that film. And I, I think as he gets older, he can probably look back and he can appreciate it. He didn't hate it. He just, you know, he just didn't grab him, which I get. Um, and I can understand that with Halloween. Like when I was a kid, again, I was four years old when I saw this film. It was 1981. It was the first time I was ever been on television, which I didn't know at the time. I was just literally plopped down in front of the TV because I was bored and I wanted to leave my parents' friend's house and they wouldn't let me. So they said, go watch TV. So that shapes, <laughs> but don't boom, um, no pun intended. <laughs> the way I feel about that film, I was, as a four-year-old, I was used to Popeye or Scooby-Doo or, you know, 
and, and seeing, I'd never seen a dramatic type of, I mean, maybe the incredible Hulk at the time, the movie, the show, you know, I don't think I've ever really seen anything so visceral, even though I understand it's a slow film, but like this guy is busting through this closet and he's putting somebody up with a knife, And I'm just like, what's happening. I want more. I want to see it again. You know, I want to see more. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I get why people like me love it, but I also understand if there are people that didn't come to it at the same time or in it's from a different direction and they might not, which is what I like the fact that my son and other people have come to it later and still can like love and appreciate it, which I know you do, but at the same time, it's funny to, to, to see that it still has an impact on people. Yeah. No, like I said, the, it is visceral, but for me, having seen all those Jasons and Freddies, and, and that's yeah. essentially a bloodless film, you know? It's oh, absolutely. It's just a couple little spots of blood, if that, you know? The guy in the field that Loomis doesn't see. And, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Like I said, it's essentially a bloodless film. So. Yeah. Yep. All right. I think that's it. That makes the list. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, it's, it's always fun ranking these because it makes you really think about... Like I, I kind of struggle with part two and part four because I really do like part two, but I'm like, but my heart is like ah, part four just has a thing to me. So I, I love going through the exercise of, of it's funny because I hadn't really thought a lot about it until I sat down earlier today, as a matter of fact, and went, you know what, I'm just going to figure it out. And I literally was just like, and it kind of wrote itself. I was like, oh, that was actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Oh, there you go. When I started really, I, w- I looked at the list the second, third time. And I was sort of like, no, that feels right. So. Yeah, it was funny. I was reorganizing my list on Letterboxd. And last time I had done this a few years ago, I had HTO at like four or five. So not quite as low as you, but it's definitely still more towards the middle of the pack. But mm-hmm. after these last couple of viewers, it just, I was like, I just love this movie. It's, it's in, I'm in and out and I love it. I, I have a good time the whole time from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, all right, Ben, we're going to wrap this one up. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, where they can find the Fright Rags, all the good stuff. Great. Well, you can go to www.fright-rags.com. That's our website. Um, and you can follow us on social media. It's at Fright Rags, all one word, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're all over those. So uh, even a little bit on TikTok, not too much. But yeah, so just uh, follow us there and get on our newsletter so you can be up to date on all the new releases we've got coming out. Before we end, I did want to ask this. I forgot about it. How much do you regret that dash and fright dash rags.com? <laughs> it's so funny you say that and you're 100% right. Uh, I went back and tried to get the main domain at one point and if someone was squatting on it, and at this point, it's just, I think what happens now at this point is most people just type in Fright Rags on Google. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not even actually typing in. I mean, it's weird, weird sidebar. Um, Fright Rags is actually searched more on Google than Horror Shirts is. It's <laughs> really kind of funny. So there, there you go. So, yeah, I think people now just search for the brand. But you're right. The Dash. What, you know, had I known 18 years ago, that would be an issue <laughs> You know, I would have just bought both, but I was being, I was trying to be cheap and I'm like, well, if I separate the words, it looks better. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. There's the amount of times I've typed in www.frightrags.com and but luckily it'll bring you to Google and be like, you probably meant this. And it's like, yeah, Oh yeah, yeah, there it is. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the good thing. I just had to ask that. I was, oh, that's I was fine. curious yeah. about that. Yeah. All right. And as always, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at YNF movie pod. 
Uh, let's see. This will be out. I think next week. I think I have an episode on Scream coming next week. That should be what I have. And then after that, Rosemary's Baby. And then I'll be joined by a couple friends, and we're actually going to do something different on the show. We're going to do a deep dive on the original Halloween. Nice. We're going to start with the beginning, go to the end. We're going to talk about the television version. We're going to talk about the novelization. So we'll have all kinds of fun stuff to talk about in that episode. So be sure to check back. So next time, you guys take care.